Hey y'all, what's up? I'm Simone Rose and you're listening to another episode of the Notebooks and Coffee podcast where we talk about real life and your mental health. So over the next few weeks, we're going to talk to several guys about their experiences with mental health. This week, we'll be joined by Brian Marquis. Grab your cups and let's talk about it. Well, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for coming. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I appreciate you for having me. Good. So I got a couple questions for you. Um, Have you listened to my podcast? Yes, actually, um, to be honest, because I wanted to be prepped for you, I actually skimmed through multiple. So I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. <laughs> like, like, lie to you. Okay. But the reason I did it, um, not to you know, drag on about it, the reason I wanted to skim through multiple is, and honestly, um, once again, it's an honor for you having me. When you first let me know that, you know, we'll be talking about mental health today. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was like, I was wondering, I said, I've seen this notebooks and coffee, but I wonder if the podcasts are like geared towards mental health only mm-hmm. when i discovered that they weren't i was like all right this is interesting so <laughs> so 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 when i scanned through i was able to like really make a collage of everything y'all talked about but more so i a lot of that stuck out to me was how people were dealing with what's going on you know in the world today for real. so you're doing an excellent job and once again well thank you yes, so yes. it's safe to say that you like the podcast oh yeah excellent all excellent. right well we can keep the interview going because i was gonna cut this shit <laughs> cut real it right short now. <laughs> cut it now cut it now so what about the podcast made you want to share your experiences with mental health? So to be honest with you, um, listening to, like I said, multiple of them, listening to them, um, what it did was it made me, one, I, I look at the world today and it's like, especially, it's everybody, but most of our generation, I look mm-hmm. at us today and it's like, we are extremely free. Mm-hmm. And I love that about us. So listening to you, I see how comfortable, you know, the people you were, were interacting with were with speaking on mm-hmm. what they were going through. And as you know, it's not to sound cliche, but you know, it sometimes when it, it takes a person to just jump out there. Mm-hmm. So when people are listening, you know, you have your listeners here, when they're listening to which you all the topics you all are going over, they might relate, say, Hey, that's something I go through mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And it just made it so it, we can have the conversation, you know, that's that's it. That's all it's about. Communication is key. I agree. So is there any particular experience that you don't mind being open about, like in regards to your mental health? Actually, so it is. It's it's one specific one, I guess, that's largely that made me more so realize or pay more attention to my mental health. So uh, I'll tell the story. I'll I'll tell the story. What happened In, in, in general, what happened was my best friend passed away. Okay. Like really, more, no problem. No problem. This happened back in 2018, March 2018. Delonte, you know, most people that know me, they know him. He's like freaking frat. Okay. Literally been around each other since four years old. And I think um, more. I'm a strong guy. I'm usually the person that people come to. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what it happened was, I'll say, I'll say how it happened. So I remember it like yesterday. Uh, in this particular uh time, I was in school. Mm-hmm. I was going to Morgan State, and. Go I Bears. had yeah yeah go Bears go Bears forever. <laughs> I was going to Morgan I didn't State, go, but I used to skip. Going and, oh, terrible! <laughs> but I was going to Morgan State, and uh, he had already graduated in 2016, a okay. degree in sociology, and we were staying together in an apartment out there. So at this time in 2018, February 2018, at this time we uh, uh I had this semester I had no classes on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So what I would do, what I would do often is um, hit the train station and come back home because I have a son. Mm-hmm. Nasi is his name, you know, uh, 
we'll get into that later. But okay. Yeah, I have a son, so I always wanted to come back, you know, to be with him and his mom and everything as much as I can. Mm. So that was on Wednesday night. It was a Wednesday night. Drop me over to the train station, everything regular, you know, say I holler at you the weekend because I always back and forth. Cool. I holler at you the weekend. Thursday, I'm I'm home, everything regular. Now his um his lady at the time was like best friends, like we all in the same circle. Mm. So at first she had texted me early in the day Thursday. It was like uh, uh have you talked to Tay? I'm like, no, I haven't talked to him. But me, that's my guy knowing Tay. I'm like, maybe he just don't, you know, they don't want to answer, they don't want to answer the phone right now. So right. no sweat. Then later on in the day, a couple hours later, she asked me, Have you talked to Tay? I haven't talked to him, but I haven't reached out to him. Let me see. Mm-hmm. So I hit him because he answered me regardless. You know, I hit him. He, okay. he didn't answer back. Still didn't think nothing, you know, nothing malicious or anything. So, which it wasn't, but mm-hmm. I didn't think nothing of it. So finally, it went a whole day, and I'm the only person besides him that has the key to this place because it's our place. Right. So his dad had called me and mm-hmm. was like, hey, uh, Anthony, that was his girl's name at the time, mm-hmm. uh, was trying to reach out to me and haven't talked to Tay. Have you talked to him? No, I haven't. So he was like, hey, if you don't mind riding with me out there, you know, let's just see what's going on. Cool. No problem. Mm-hmm. So even on the ride, and I'm a person that, like, I, like most people, go on gut feeling. Mm-hmm. But this interacts with my brain as well, too, because to this day, like, my gut, even then, didn't feel any type of weight. Like, I didn't feel like... I, I think my gut broke. And it, No, seriously, <laughs> that might be what happened to me mm-hmm. at this time, because maybe it was because of who it was and who it was to me. Like, this was the closest person to me, basically, mm-hmm. in the world at this time, so... Maybe it was because of that. I did, I was in denial or feeling away, but I just knew obviously something was off, but I didn't feel like something was off. Mm-hmm. So we get out there and uh go through everything normal, literally lights off in the living room. So you can tell you went to bed, everything regular, mm-hmm. nothing going on. Knock on his door, no answer. We walk in, he's in the bed. Mm-hmm. Now, at this time, he was already passed away, mm-hmm. but I mean, we, you know, not thinking that now, it still try what we can, you know, call 911. Mm-hmm. They tell you to know CPR, do everything. So they got there. Fast forward, they got there, pronounce them, you know, mm-hmm. deceased, and that that was what it was. Now, even I, so to tie it into mental health, because obviously, you know, like most of us deal with something, we all gonna deal with tragedy at some point in our life. Yeah. Uh, but at this very point, one, like I told you, that was a throw off. Was my gut was totally off, mm-hmm. so that was a, a throw off for me, because I'm like, my gut is always right. Right. But but it, for it to not tell me that something was wrong, and me to, I, like I said, I could have been in denial. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was, but. And and two, it was just so many things that destroyed me or messed with my mental at that time. Because two, I'm like, I'm once again, I'm the strong guy. So right. I'm the one you people usually come to. As destroyed as I am at this vision that what's going on right now, I'm here with his dad. So mm-hmm. mentally for me, I'm like, I you I can't be even strong, be, yeah, right? I gotta be there for him. I can't even be weak because this is his child. Like, even though I'm destroyed, I could never fathom like losing right. a child. So that's that. And and then uh from then on, why now to fast forward because I'm, i always been you know stood strong on it never really never really disgusted but i've disgusted like i'm doing now like mm-hmm. people that know me know but why i say it might have messed with me mentally is because i never did really take time so i guess for lack of better words release mm-hmm. but also not even you know not even on macho type thing i know i had to be strong but i don't think i knew how to be weak in a sense, mm-hmm. for for that situation, so I was I was still going about my daily life and do what I need to do and everything that I'm doing, but that remains in my mind, and I think that's a that's in a sense an illness because it's it's it can even though it's not destroying me, it can hinder a lot. Mm-hmm. Like and and that feeling alone when I try to move forward with doing other things can mess with it. And what it's done for me is two things out of that situation has happened. 
Mm-hmm. And one of them I can't stand because I'm a personable person. Okay. One is maybe numb to a lot of things. So things that that can possibly hurt you, like normally, it's it like I know they don't face me. <laughs> it don't, don't face That's me. That's not good. Which is not good. But, but I get but it. I, but I, but but <laughs> luckily I'm a caring person. Okay. So it's not like like I don't care about you, whatever. You do something like it's not, it's not that. It's more so literally like which can be dangerous, like if people do think like people mm-hmm. or something like that, that might hurt you. It's like I don't feel no type of way because nothing can be as as heavy as that pain that I felt there. So mm-hmm. on the back end, I don't see it happening. And two, which is an odd feeling, like I said, me being personal, I'm always usually be able to be like eye contact with people. Mm-hmm. But ever since his funeral and seeing him mm-hmm. in the casket, if I, I do it very seldom, and if I do do it, it's like for a short period of time because mm-hmm. because of, I'm so vicious with imagination. I can I can remember times and literally not what people had on that day or nothing, but remember exactly what happened, what we were discussing, and visuals. Mm-hmm. So that visual of him in the casket like hinders me being able to look at people directly in their eye, eye contact, and that that can be a bad thing too. But also like all that ties into my mental. Like I said, I think I'm still mentally strong. Mm-hmm. Mom and grandma. They know they know me, so they like you. You know, you sure you don't want to go do therapy or anything. But because I felt like, and that's not, I I know a million people that do therapy, and I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I felt like I just felt like not that I didn't want to, but felt like I didn't have to because I always been the same person as man. You gotta be strong regardless. So that's mainly mainly it with that. I mean, that's the instance that really changed me as far as mentally. So okay, you haven't done therapy, or you didn't want to go to therapy. So what? have you found that's helped with coping so um two things about me and, and, and the first one might be different for everybody else but mm-hmm. uh this helps me a lot one i always and this i'm gonna just say it and then we can go into it we, we all uh, have so, so so one thing about me it's a it's a gift and a curse is i always my i thrive on others happiness around me i always been a person mm-hmm. that like if 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 people you doing good i love that like do you mm-hmm. and if you especially in my inner circle y'all doing great things like knowing that everything around me is going well is it makes it well for me mm-hmm. even if it's not like reflecting accurately like literally i mean i'm don't get it wrong i'm not doing bad like right. i'm doing well i don't mean it like that but i'm saying like i can might not be doing as good as everything that's going on around me but because that's happening I, I'm, I'm good on that too and, and the second i'm not condoning it not not condoning it but smoking okay i mean i I've been probably I've been smoking since probably uh, I mean for a decade. Plus the now. world we in now, right? And, like and today it is. To and, and, and it's, it, I'm just saying, like, if I got to be honest, like I said, not to condone it for any. I'm not against or for anything. Hey, do you do do what you what's for you? But yeah. me and marijuana, it's like I everything. I'm already a positive person, so mm-hmm. when I smoke, I get first of all I love to work. Mm-hmm. So when I smoke, it's more like I'm I'm definitely in my workspace. Like it's it's time to go. Mm-hmm. I'm in my creative space, I should say. And and two, it's I'm already me being the calm, collective, cool person I am. Me mm-hmm. smoking just makes it ten times like just you just like <laughs> like, like, like yeah. and I'm like here. That. I'm like I'm here for whatever. I'm here to help. I'm here for people. I mean, smoking just it's also has been not only a coping mechanism, but just like back in the 70s of course i wasn't born then but mm-hmm. it, it's done a lot with bringing people together like mm-hmm. i know so many people good people of just smoking mm-hmm. shout out to the bears again i hate to say it but in morgan <laughs> when i was smoking in college i met so many good people just off smoking alone so i mean that those are the two ways i pretty much cope. like i said smoking 
and happiness. Of course, I do things that make myself happy, mm -hmm. but as long I do things to make others happy, so that can reflect my happiness as well. So, yeah, that's definitely two ways. That's how I cope with versus therapy, which is therapy's not out of the picture though. I, I, I was about to say, are you it's afraid not out of, the of therapy? No, nah, because I'm definitely not. And okay. I've talked to people like I've had. I got. I know therapists. Like I have people in my. So I never really sat down and talked with them, but because they know me, they might have. You know. You know how the great thing about therapists, you know how they, they'll have you in the session without you knowing you in the yeah. session. That's how you know that's how it starts, yeah. especially if you know them. But I mean, I overall it's not out of the picture because I think I do believe that it'll truly help me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's I'm trying to stay away from it or if I feel like I can do it by myself. But the light I'm I'm already a, a insightful person, but the light I'm headed towards now anyway, it, it probably will I probably will go to therapy eventually because it'll merge with what I'm doing already. Mm -hmm. Just make everything better. So, I love therapy. See, I see? do. My me and my therapist meet every other Friday. And then see, everybody be so cool, and everybody around me. That's why I say I got so many people. I probably I'm gonna be honest with you. Out of out of my my circle, like people I'm around, it's probably more people that do therapy than less. So so it's not. I know I know it's working. I see I can see it in them. I'm a people's person. I'm personable, so mm -hmm. I know personalities. I can see how it's working in the people. Are, like I see how it's working. So I mean, it's definitely a, a consideration for sure. For sure. I have to take that step. I might have to. I might have to. If it means a better life, hey, come forward. Definitely here for that. So what is something that you wish people understood about men and their mental health? Whew. All right. This, this is a huge one. You took a deep breath on that. It's a huge one. And it's one that's actually been around forever. It's, it's, I'm going to mention, mention it. And it's, no one is new to it. Okay. You know, we know. We just skim over it, and it's more so that um, that men don't deal with it, and and I'm, I'll elaborate. You know, mm -hmm. uh, forever we can go back to ancient history. You know, I'm not a historian, but I love history. Mm -hmm. Men is all have always, which they should be, with macho to say lack of better words, mm -hmm. and and uh, you know, we had we incorporate that with like the the order of life, like okay, the man. Is the provider, which he should always be. I I, I definitely believe in that. Okay. But with comes with that is being the provider. You have to be macho. You have to take everything on the chin. Is no nonsense. Mm -hmm. Go hard. And with in in that life, let's say if you it's you can be that person. Everything I just named, mm -hmm. they probably deal with more mental health than than anybody. <laughs> because, I think so. because 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 in having to do these things. They go, you go home in your room at night, and like I said, they might not be sad or down, but they do know that they're they're taking blows like mm -hmm. on a on a daily basis, all day, every day. But because because the, of the stigma that men have to be this way, what comes along with that stigma is, man, you ain't mental health, you ain't, man, suck that up. You're yeah. like you 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 a dude, you you don't have to do that, and, and it's really destroying them because I mean, it, let's say you live a long life, short life, regardless, living life, period throughout their lives if you don't touch on it you can never really reach like your fullest potential or be the person that they you know you want to be or that you're trying to be or that you really should be because a lot of people are the greatest people ever but if they like like me if you take your time deal with your mental health mm -hmm. do, do therapy you might be able to you know do some better things and like i said we have to don't get it wrong like you can still be people confuse masculinity with men macho it's 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 not one and the same like like i said it, this you can be a man and and instead i don't even have to be masculinity man is man woman is woman. it's no i don't care you can be into what you into you know the communities everything it, it matters 
the person you are mm -hmm. you just as a man period i just feel like it needs to be recognized one that as men do deal with mental illness mm -hmm. probably definitely do need help but it needs to be you know free free to discuss it it needs to be okay yeah it's okay it's okay because that's when you have the discussions more often when when the men know it's fine hey to be honest that's what that's what led me to wanting to do the podcast with you mm -hmm. because yeah we talk i mean I'm, I'm intelligent i'm around amongst my friends amongst people close to me you might talk about touch on it mm -hmm. on a daily basis but we also know and are aware that the world doesn't right or really doesn't touch on it much so with that being said when you asked me to do a podcast and i seen what it was about i was like most definitely because two and not at all to two my own, own home but see i always found myself as the medium person because people in this world being so judgmental they like to say let's say if you're too smart you're mm -hmm. a geek if you're in the streets you cool if, if it's if, and all that's always been ridiculous yeah so it's if me i always found myself as the medium mm -hmm. but in being the medium i felt like i have to be the, also one of the people to be able mm -hmm. to freely you know speak on it because some people i i tell people all the time my favorite saying is man i'm cool with this from the scumbags to the politicians and mm -hmm. everybody in between like that's my i know everybody and i and i juggle and brush elbows with everybody so if all those people take you know take a fun or liking to me or cool with me and i can get them to feel like he's cool with that then mm -hmm. that's a gap that i can help bridge to be able to you know be comfortable and discuss with you know man, we just got it it's a discussion everything is a discussion even relationships mm -hmm. everything comes down to communication if we can freely communicate about what's going on with us and what bothers us especially mentally because all day every day i, I say especially i meant I do it myself i'm an overthinker mm -hmm. i overthink about nonsense like even some, like what i'm going to eat today and that it just goes drastically in my head but if people realize you think about how much you might talk throughout the day mm -hmm. and you're thinking 50 to 100 miles times that in mm -hmm. your head you when are you ever really clear about it i mean you yeah. might meditate you know you might do things to help you clear your mind but when are you ever really able to slow down mm -hmm. and think and focus on one thing and i think like it's everybody definitely everybody deals with it but like I said, the men, I think it's more of a stigma. I mean, even ki I know kids, it's kids that, that go through boys yeah. and girls. But since we're talking about men, boys, especially little boys, they they it's worse for little boys because they're not adults, they're fragile. Yeah. So so when they dealing, let's say trauma in the school or, or bullying or seeing what's going on, being confused about what they see in the world, but not being able to get a detailed explanation of what's happening, their minds are screwed up at a young age. Yeah. And with that happening, you know they it's i ain't no telling how they might end up because they're going through it at such a young age and, and not adults and they're not able to be able to cope with it but they cope with it how they cope with it and then yeah. whether bad or good somebody copes with him turns out to be a bad kid they say oh he's bad somebody copes with it turns out to be good they say oh he's smart he's good but never once did they say he's dealing with you know right. <laughs> his mental health issue so that's all I want. Bottom line, I've mentioned it a thousand times now. I'm not going to, you know, rub it in <laughs> y'all heads, but just to accept and understand that men do deal with mental illness and that'll help. And um, I'm not, not at all. I swear to you all, all the listeners out there, everyone, I'm not at all prejudiced or racist. I get along with everybody, but I say this, I had to put that out there to say that black men specifically too. Yes. Black men most definitely yes. mental illness is, is a huge thing and we need to be able to freely discuss it y'all because we can you know we can change we can change for real definitely that's that's one of the reasons like i created the podcast um 
you've listened to multiple episodes, so you yeah, see, see, I talk about everything. Everything. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh yeah. Everything see? I've gone through, I talk about it. So people can relate to it, whether you black, white, Indian, Everybody. Asian, whatever. But Human. black men in particular, we, you guys, I can't say we, um, but you guys are taught to bottle everything. Yep. Bottle yep. everything in. Um, which isn't the best. So I wanted to like put together this series so some of y'all can get it out, like whatever it is you've gone through, whatever it is you're going through, because this podcast tends to reach different people at different times. So I do thank you for coming on here um, and sharing your story. I appreciate I'm sorry you. for the loss of your best friend. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. No worries. I, I know he, he all good. Actually, he helps me mentally on a daily basis. So it's all in how you flip it, man. You just you just gotta if you think positive. Mm-hmm. Positive things will happen. They, it, this it, is that's true. it. It's really it. I'm working on that myself. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm t- so <laughs> before you. we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to say? You want to talk about? Um. Yes. Uh. I'm, I'm gonna reiterate, like I said, to, and this is not about the men specifically. This is about everyone. If you're dealing with mental illness or mental health issues or just dealing with anything, period, don't be afraid to communicate. I cannot stress that enough. Don't be afraid to communicate. Trust me. If you feel like you're communicating to the wrong person, I mean, but. The one thing about social media, we all we use it a lot mm-hmm. for negative. We see a lot of negative, but it really can be a positive mechanism. Use talk to people that's like minded like you, and they they hear your story. And lastly, also, I do in fact do music. I mean, um, sometimes I might touch on mental health. You can you can hear a lot of topics in my music. So you can follow me on Instagram first of all. What's your handle? At, at brand marquee, and it's, it might be at brand underscore marquee, but that is spelled B R A N underscore m-a-r-q-u-i again that's brand marquee you got a few you know nice songs for you on there i'm telling you you'll love it I'm, i promise you you'll love it i agree you'll love it i'm in one of the videos y'all yes and first lady first lady <laughs> my first video through the night definitely you can find that on youtube under brand marquee and yes she is definitely in the video i appreciate her for that as well thank you again thank you for coming i appreciate you sharing your experience i'll catch y'all next week all right